0: People want to get into, okay, is it a gift or is it a loan? And what about the income taxes on the property and the deduction? All of that comes sort of secondary to the the gut check, which is like, does this make sense? What are we What are we doing here? Um, and we look at that from both sides, both the parent and the child receiving the help.
1: Welcome to The Financial Commute, a weekly podcast that gives you the rundown on what's going on in the current market how it affects you, and what you can do about it, all designed to fit into your commute. I'm your host, Chris Galeski, and each week I share the table with a knowledgeable guest, including Morton Wealth Advisors, fund managers, and investment analysts to break down complex financial topics. Our goal is to provide you with the tools to help you navigate any market environment, leading to a path of more confident investing. Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining us for another episode of The Financial Commute. I'm your host, Chris Gilleski, joined by wealth planner, Brian Standing. Brian, thank you for joining us. You are welcome. Exciting times. I mean, often you and I get together. We talk a lot about estate planning ideas and strategies and limits and just that whole realm of decisions that we need to make with regards to certain trust structures or gifting. Mm -hmm. I love all these things. But today, we're talking about whether or not it makes sense for parents or grandparents to help their kids or grandkids purchase real estate. As real estate prices have increased a lot the last several years, we are seeing it be a lot more common where parents or grandparents are gifting money to their kids or grandkids to help purchase real estate. And this can create a whole host of issues that people may or may not be aware of, when they are quick to make a decision, I shouldn't say quick to make a decision. They probably thought and planned this out for a really long time. But by the time they call myself as their wealth advisor and say, hey, Chris, would you mind I could use X amount of dollars so I can help so-and-so purchase a property, Right. I may be too late to have some of these conversations. Right,
0: yeah. I, I didn't expect this to become a specialty, <laughs> right? I do estate planning, I set up wills and trusts, and I, I don't think there's a, like the quarterback on this topic because you've got the parents and you've got the kids, you've got estate plan, you've got some tax overlap, you've got income taxes and property taxes. And for some reason, the questions come to me. Sometimes they regret it because I show them how complicated this can get. And then it's, Ugh. the kid's like, my mom's not helping me anymore. And I'm like, I'm sorry, I don't know what to tell you. Um, but uh, I think it's worth just going over those issues. Um, I'm having so many of these conversations that um, if someone can just, you know, grab this and get a quick summary, I think it'd be useful. I mean, you've been a practicing estate
1: planning attorney for, is it 14 years now? Uh, 15 years. 15 years. Um, and then in the last 15 years, have you ever had this conversation about helping other generations purchase property as
0: much as you're having it now? Um, so we've always had these issues come up, but it's frequent now just because, you know, it's expensive, you know? <laughs> Uh, The places where the parents live are not the places where the kids can necessarily afford to live. Yeah. Um, And, you know, we have clients or, or, you know, some of my younger clients are looking to move out into places that are more affordable, um, which is great. But sometimes the parents are saying, well, wait a minute, if I help you out, will you stay around? Um, But, um, that you know. And that might
1: not make sense. Maybe their job might take them somewhere else. Sure you know, owning a piece of property says that you want to put roots down and you're planning on probably being there for at least five to seven years. Right. Because you don't want to go buy a place and then six to 12 months later have to
0: turn around and sell it. Mm -hmm. You're subject to fees and commissions and... Yeah. No, 100%. I think that's a great kind of starting point because people want to get into, okay, is it a gift or is it a loan? And what about the income taxes on the property and the deduction? All of that comes sort of secondary to the the gut check, which is like, does this make sense? What are we what are we doing here? Um, And we look at that from both sides, both the parent and the child receiving the help, right? On the parent side, it's maybe a financial question, Um, and so we want to make sure they have financial planning in place. Let's say they have three kids and they want to give you know five hundred k for a down payment to one. Well, have they you know planned in a million five? because what happens when the second child and the third one, right? Can can, can they still sort of meet all their goals, retire or whatever they want? Yeah. Having now committed to potentially making these substantial gifts.
1: You're talking about the fair and the equal component of being yeah. a parent or grandparent to making a large gift.
0: Right. Yeah. I, I would, I, and most of my clients are going to be in the boat where if, if we're going to help one with a house, we're going to help, you know, all of them with a the house. Sure. Um, and then on the on the child side, there, there's a financial component, right? If they're the one getting the loan, right? If they just need help getting the, the down payment and they're going on the loan, can they support the payment reasonably, right? So they're not just barely making ends meet with the mortgage and then, you don't know, have enough for other things. Sure. So they need to do some financial planning as well. Um, but I think on the child side, there's also the, the personal element, which you touched on, which is if you're in your late 20s, are you ready to commit to living somewhere? Who knows where you want to be, right? Um, and so the parents might be almost encouraging you, you yeah, know, let's buy something, let's stop renting, it's so expensive, you know, let's stay local. You may not know where your life is gonna take you. And um, you know, getting into a property, um, and then sort of being stuck with that, and now you you need to maybe sell it or it becomes a rental. That just doesn't make sense for a lot of younger people. Yeah. Um, so there's really a you know, like, does this make sense? And then I'm Kind of got a funny story I could share on this, which is there was a client who was getting to that stage, so actually married, so the parent helped the child and his spouse get this property, mm-hmm. right? And it was just it was just all financial. There was no like strings attached, apparently. So they're basically move-in day, starting to move stuff in, and you know bringing stuff upstairs and. You know, mom walks into one of the first bedrooms upstairs and goes, speak good nursery. Ooh, the yeah daughter-in-law looks at the at the son like, what did she just say? Like, we didn't have this conversation. This is not the deal here. Right. And so the parent was like, hey, if I help them get a house, they'll move on to grandkids. And they weren't ready to have that conversation. And Dang. all of a sudden they're feeling pressure from day one. Right. Oh, I, I helped you with the home. When am I getting those grandkids? Yeah. And it's just, you got to be aware of that kind of stuff. It is funny how that happens just in life in
1: general. You get engaged and most people's initial reaction is, when's the wedding? It's like, I just got engaged here a minute ago. And then on your wedding day, it's like, oh, congratulations, you got married. When are you going to have kids? It's like, we just literally said I do. Mm -hmm. It is funny how that can just happen in society, not just with mother-in-laws or in-laws, but uh, it can just happen in general.
0: Yeah, and so the the, the question is: Does anything come with that? Yes. gift, right? And you know, hopefully not. Maybe they deserve to have some strings. Who knows, right? So, so let's say
1: let's say we've done all the planning, and the the parent or grandparent can easily sustain a gift to one grandchild or several grandchild or or, or kids to be able to help them with buying a property. Let's talk about all of the issues that come about when people do this. Is this a gift, or is it
0: the loan? Is the first question. yes yeah. and and the, the the issue here is that people seem to intentionally uh, fail to take a position on this. Yeah. In other words, they know that if it's a gift, they have to file a gift return. They have to tell the IRS. By the way, I'm giving a bunch of money away using part of my exemption, right? right. Um, and it's not it's not a big deal, but it is yeah. a sort of irrevocable and it's some work to do and so they sometimes will say no it's it's a loan they'll they'll pay me back
1: well yeah but then all of a sudden they might not qualify for the loan through the bank to get
0: the rest of it if that's stated as their own right. so they'll the and so typically when when you're getting if, if it's the child who's getting the loan mm-hmm. there is a document where you have to sign that this is a gift right they're not getting two loans right and i don't Think people should be in a position to represent something for financing purposes as a gift? If it's not really, like, why even get into that kind of issue? Um, and then, of course, people say, "Well, no, it's a it's a loan." You know, I I'll give it back over time. Well, if it's a loan and not a gift, you now have payments that are required from your child. Those have income tax consequences, whether or not they make the payment. There is income tax consequences, right. and so if you're not filing annually and recognizing this income, even if you don't get it. You're now in this weird position where it is a gift, but you didn't file a return, and and we just need to be clear about what we're doing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's a it's an interesting question, um, and uh, one we need to address right up front. Is it is it a gift? If so, then maybe the child is getting the loan themselves. If they can't qualify for the loan, well, now we get into well, the parents going on the loan, and then it gets really messy.
1: Yeah. Oh, and then what about the other extreme with the parents just buying the property and saying, you can live in it and it's yours,
0: that that comes with some issues or risk too. It it does. Um, I think it, if it were me and that was being done for my benefit, yeah. I would really want to consider whether this is a, an achievement at all, whether this is something that makes me feel like I've earned something or that I'm proud of something. Um uh, you know, I'm not so sure being handed a house yeah. is is really what you want. If you really were to sit back and look at your life, and this is more philosophical maybe, but like y- you want to you wanna have those accomplishments where you sort of scrape together money, where you, you know, got a property for yourself and maybe it wasn't perfect, but you made it work. I mean, these are like some of the best times in your life. Sure. And so you have to be careful to just say, you know, I'll just move into a property that's given to me.
1: Well, I was also thinking about it from, from the other aspect. Okay, let's say that you know the parents buy the property and you move into it and you're living in it and they say, oh, this is yours. And then you wake up, call it five, 10 years down the road, and you, you now want to upgrade. You want to sell this property and upgrade it to a new one. Yeah. Well, you're not technically the owner if you're the kid. And so when you go to sell that, you don't get that $250,000 capital gain exclusion. Yeah. It's actually- an investment property
0: for the parents. Well, and, nor do you receive the proceeds on top of that. Right, <laughs> your right. parents are the ones selling the yeah. property, right. and so you can ask them to buy you a new one. Yeah, when it, you grow out of it, or when you want to change cities, or something. Yeah, I was like that. just thinking about it from that awkward standpoint. But um, that—that's correct, right? Yeah. It's a—it's a technically a rental to the parents. You're supposed to be paying rent along the way. Um, otherwise, it's a gift if you're not paying rent. It's really complicated. Um, and yeah, the parents receive the money yeah. uh, from the sales proceeds, and so you don't actually own anything. Yeah, um, I think more typically we see help with a down payment, right? Because it's it's just the the prices are just such that having that twenty percent um, without help is is challenging.
1: Yeah, and quali- being able to qualify for the loan to be able to make an affordable payment, you probably need to have a larger down payment today right. because interest rates are higher. Yeah, and um, they're still very reasonable. You know, compared to history,
0: uh, sure, but it's definitely a lot more expensive than it was a year and a half yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah. So, so the most common scenario is help with the down payment, which is a gift, but child qualifies for the loan. Okay. and the key to that is we want the the child to be able to qualify for their own loan so that they can own the title. Yeah, and so that's one of those key things that that is kind of the next. Once we know this makes sense, that we're we all want to do this, it makes sense financially. The person that gets the loan is the one who goes on title.
1: And then if they if they have the loan and they're on title, then they then they get the mortgage interest deduction. They qualify for that two hundred and fifty thousand dollar exclusion if they were to sell later on down the road. And then future property tax. to so talk talk to me about that.
0: Yeah. So so what we're doing is we're we're telling the story consistently yeah. from an estate tax, from an income tax, from a property tax. We're telling the story that this is the child's property. And we do that by saying down payment was a gift, we file a gift tax return, that's a transfer to the child, loan is in the child's name, therefore property is in the child's name because whoever takes the loan has to own the title because it secures the loan. Yeah. And so now we're in the world where a child owns this property cleanly, we have mortgage interest deductions that we can take, um, state and local taxes, although in California here we you know, don't really get the benefit of those, right. your California tax is already going to cap your you know, 10000 um, So again, we're now in the place where they own the house. They get the income tax deductions. They have the two hundred and fifty exclusion. If there are two people, two spouses, let's say on title, yep. maybe it's five hundred. Maybe we'll get to that in a minute right. about how we do address the the personal issues when one family gets the money. So we have the the future two hundred and fifty or five hundred thousand dollar exclusion from gain. There's a slight benefit. From a property tax standpoint, on a personal residence, you get get to chip a little bit of principal off on your tax payment. Yeah. It's not a huge deal, a few hundred bucks a year. Um, but we don't have to worry about later changing the title, right? If we have a parent-owned property that then changes to a child, we might have a property tax reassessment, right? We might update the taxes later, which we wouldn't want to do.
1: So the key thing, if a parent's going to do this, is to make sure to determine, is this a loan or is this a gift? If it's a gift, we have to make sure that the, my child qualifies for the loan and they go on title. Right. That way they're filing the right forms for taxes and property tax purposes and ownership. Mm-hmm. And then the parent that made the gift, they have to just file a gift tax return to account for that gift.
0: Sure. Assuming that the gift exceeds annual exclusions, which, I mean, can add up, right? If yeah. if you've got maybe, you know, child and spouse, it's 34000 per parent. Yeah. Right. So you can go 68,000. Maybe that's all they need. We do have to then address like, OK, well, are they both going on title? Is it going to be owned by both, you know, um, child plus spouse?
1: Yeah. So let's walk through that example. OK, let's say that the, the parents are giving their their child money for a down payment and that child is, you know, married or in a relationship with somebody else who's not contributing anything to the down payment to the down payment. Right. Um, and they might be, you know, helping
0: support the mortgage payments, but not right. coming to so, so then we go again to the loan piece, right? Yep. Let's say it needs both incomes to get the loan. Well, we, then we know both are going on title. Great, right? Loan title follows the loan. But we've got this 250 k or whatever was gifted by one side. And so the question is, do we want to take some action to protect that contribution, to basically keep track? Of where that came from. There are some parents who maybe they just love their in law, you know, it doesn't matter. And they say, you know what? It's a gift to both of you. I, you know, it's our pleasure. Other people say, no, we want to protect that investment. And so in that situation, we'll probably want something like a property agreement. Um, it can be kind of worked into like a prenuptial agreement if it's all happening, like as they're getting married. Um, but let's say yeah. an agreement around property that identifies who contributed what, what happens in the event of splitting up, what happens in the event of a sale, maybe the 250 comes back to one side, the excess uh, appreciation gets split uh, between the two of them. This is something that is not an estate planning issue. This is a family Family law,
1: because it rather. sounds a lot like a prenuptial agreement.
0: It is basically with respect to one asset. Yeah. Um, and this is one where you need family lawyers. Um, each would have your own family lawyer do an agreement, make sure you both understand it and you sign it. Not a fun process, but if the result is you get a house you couldn't have otherwise had in the neighborhood you want, most people are like, let's do it.
1: I mean, just the whole host of issues that you've brought up so far means that there's a lot of conversations that should be had when you're preparing to possibly help your child or grandchild with a down payment on a, on a property, especially to make sure that you know ownership, title... And then who's on the loan? Making sure that there's things in place to help protect mm-hmm. that investment. If it is bringing
0: significant others into the fold that are not contributing, yeah. And then the final piece is is you know the the best part of this, which is more estate planning <laughs> to do, right? Right. It comes. we got to come back around. Sure. I I've got to pay the bills. So talk to me about more estate planning. I need <laughs> so, <to come. laughs> in so if you're if you're the on the parent side of this, um, you need to determine whether this contribution, this help is properly reflected among maybe all of your children, right? Maybe others aren't buying a property. And so you need to go into your plan and say, well, if I haven't helped the others, I want you to make an equivalent gift off the top. No. Does that gift scale because they got it now and in the future that same amount of money isn't the worth,
1: Adam? Yeah, you're talking about depreciation, right? So when I talk to my grandmother and she says, I remember when a Coke only cost a nickel. Right. Now it's $3. Right.
0: That $500,000 down payment today might not be able to buy the same type of house, you know, 10, 15. Sure, and, and let's say your other child doesn't want to buy a house or has a house, and you say, well, I'll just give them 500000 off the top in my estate plan, yeah. but you don't die for 20 years. Right. That's not the same, right? Them having 500000 now, they would have obviously, hopefully, yeah. made money with that. Um, and so it, do we need to account for that? Do you just want to make other gifts now so you don't have to worry about it in the future? Um, so that's, that's one issue. If the parent is on title which child can't qualify, they want them to have a house, and so the parent buys it, well, now we need to go into the plan and make sure that property gets allocated to the child who's living in it. Yeah. If we then need to account for, well, who's paying along the way? Do we need to account for some of the child's contributions? Because otherwise, if that's a $2 million house and it just gets allocated, yeah. that's $2 million less as far as what goes to that child versus the other. But they may say, well, I've paid into it. That's right. not fair. Right. So, Some parent issues, if we're dealing with estate planning, on helping. On the child side, hopefully they're the one on title. Well, if you own something on title, well, maybe it's time to do your first estate plan, right? Uh, uh, Real estate is a type of asset where if you don't have estate planning, a living trust, it goes through probate, right? And so you may want to avoid that. You may want to have a trust that now allows that asset to avoid going to court if you pass away, leaves it to the people you want, et cetera. Definitely a lot more...
1: The state planning needs to go into this when you've had these conversations. I just think about the equalization aspect if you've got multiple kids and what that looks like. Um, You know, our best advice is if you're going to be having these conversations with your kids and grandkids and you're looking to help them out, let's engage in a conversation that makes sure if this is a gift or if it's a loan, whether or not they can best qualify for um, ownership of that property and what other um, sort of things that you need to consider when, helping out future generations. Um, Brian, thank you so much for joining us. You're welcome. We packed it with (laughs) info.
0: Definitely a lot. All right. Thank you.
1: Thank you for joining us. And we hope this episode has provided you with a roadmap to feel more confident as an investor. To receive notifications about weekly episodes, email us at financialcommute at mortonwealth.com.